Ready to revolutionize your customer experience? Then look no further than NICE, the global leader in cloud CX software for self-service and agent-assisted customer interactions. Imagine achieving lightning-fast customer resolutions all thanks to the power of unlimited scalability and flexibility of one complete cloud CX solution. With NICE's cutting-edge CX1 platform, you can join thousands of organizations around the globe who are already transforming customer experience in the cloud. Now that's a pretty good company, but Nice is more than just a robust cloud CX platform. Its dedication to continuous innovation ensures that you stay ahead of the competition. With Nice and CX1, it's never been easier to create exceptional customer experiences. Get started by visiting nice.com. Explore the world's most complete cloud native customer experience platform, CX1. Visit nice.com. Nice, cloud powered, CX at scale. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 31st of August 2019. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughn. Hi John, how you doing? I'm alright, and Godo. Bonjour. Uh, Bonjour. So we get the date wrong last week? We did. We did, but I don't think anyone will have been too confused by that. No. Well, Gary seemed annoyed by it. I know, he's a perfectionist. Yeah. Which is why I'm amazed that you can do a, a football betting podcast where natural variants will say you cannot be perfect all the time, you just can't. <laughs> You know, it must be incredibly frustrating for him, whereas, you know, the likes of us us seasoned losers take it in our stride. <laughs> oh, I definitely. Uh, we'll just get battered into it. I get my banker up, which is such a relief. Uh, it was convincing. For listeners who remember a player called Adi Akinbaye, yes, at Leicester in the Premier League, and he'd went, what, 15 games without scoring yes. a goal? Now, we've not had that bad a start, but it felt like that relief. Like I wanted to take my top off, go kick an advertising board, yep. and then hug Peter Taylor. <laughs> it, it's a bit him specifically. <laughs> well, he, well, he was my oh, right, okay. not not to not to not to let listeners into the into the secrets of this group. But you, you had a little wobble on Friday, yeah, um, where you were like, maybe we need to change the format. Maybe we need to do this. Oh, and I was like, John, it's okay. Like over <laughs> over a big sample size, it's fine. It's just, I, you know, yeah. this is... Your initial threat of, oh, maybe we shouldn't do Friday night games. Like, John, I'm just going to fuck off then. And that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Harry Kane doesn't play well in August. But that's, right, that's... but that's one goal. And if that hadn't happened or if another goal had gone the other way, then, you know, small margins over a small sample size are, are grossly exaggerated. Yeah, so Olympiacos won one nil at home to Asteros. Uh, you were getting one to three when we did the podcast, but it went out to one to four before the game started. Because simply, Olympiacos don't concede goals in it. Yep. Um, the home f- played four, no goals conceded, 15 goals for. Am I right in saying they won last night in the. They, they won 2 1, they were yeah, through 6 1 in aggregate yeah. against. So they conceded a goal in the Champions League. But uh, yeah, but it was a nothing game. They were 4 0 up. They were it, was cra- it was between Krasnodar, weren't right? they? Was, no, was it. It was the, the, oh, okay. the, the, the Turkish B team, not Buster Store. <laughs> oh, right, okay. If I've got any Turkish listeners, please pronounce please, that. Please, please get in. Um, my banker. It was was a strange banker. It was the Kashima Antlers at home to Gambasaka, and they were 8 to 7, and that's because. The odds didn't come out before the before just before recording the podcast, and this ended up two each, and it was incredibly frustrating. Kashima were two one up with nine minutes to go, um, and conceded a goal, and yeah. then we just watched it peter out. Um, <laughs> they were all over them though, and you watched the game, Gordon, didn't you? I did. Yeah, um, I caught. Uh, really annoying actually because Kashima missed, and it wasn't an open goal, but like the the winger cut it into the striker 
on the penalty spot. He's got like a, a free shot essentially and he grounds it straight into the keeper. And I'm like, this put is it just anywhere ridiculous. else and it goes in. And obviously to watch that game I had to actually place a bet on it. Yeah, bet three six five yeah, to unlock so, it to get through the paywall. Um, yeah. um so it was a, it was a stupidly big odds shot. Um as John pointed out, what we should have done is said Kashima or draw. Yeah, the or, double... or Kashima plus one, and that would have brought the odds down to something like two to seven. Yeah, if if we because we do the podcast during the week, if we give you a banker that looks amazing and the odds happen to come out at over evens, maybe caveat that with we didn't. We, there's something we've missed because the form made no sense as to why it was eight to seven. But yeah, that's not, that's only the second time this season Kashima have have right. not won a home game. But the fact that it was eight, there must have been someone. And the other one was two each as well, actually against Hiroshima. So if they don't win at home, they draw two all. They were one to three double chance. Just checked it there. See, that's a good bank. That, yeah, that's your bank um, right there. That was, uh, better and that would have been much more comfortable viewing, knowing they're two one up with ten minutes to go. So, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, if you were doing that singles and you were paying attention, you would have cashed out at two one potentially because mm. it was five minutes to go when they equalised. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My value bet: Leicester away to Sheffield United. It was always only Leicester. It was never when it went one each. I was so surprised because I was listening to the commentary driving down to the the Arsenal game, mm. and it was all Leicester. Yeah, and when it went one each, I was I, I was double edged because I was so happy that Ollie McBurney scored a goal. But at the same time, it's against your value yeah, pick, which is which is uncool. Uh, the guys in the Facebook group will know I had Leicester on a Trixie on Saturday for three pm kickoffs. Leicester leads and Dundee United, right? All to be leading at half time, and it turned like a ten pound Trixie into four hundred and fifty odd quid. So that was nice. Um, so so thank you nice. very much thank you very much Leicester I also had the same Trixie for just full time results and that turned the tenor Trixie into like 200 odd so that was good so I, I actually ended up okay even though my podcast picks this week didn't <laughs> yeah. go quite to plan because my value bet was Bronby and they got a solid doing at home 3-0 by Arhus. which I only checked yesterday but I knew they'd already given up the ghost by then yeah yeah that that but the value's a hard one that is good, a really good. We'll be fine over the co- fine over the course of the season. You Aye. can't you can't win them all, especially when you're picking something eight to seven. Yeah, I think so too. My outsider was Granada at home to Sevilla. It was now now until the fifty fifth minute. Sevilla took the lead. And it was game over. It was they were never in doubt. Sevilla seen the game out well. Granada had a couple of half chances, but nothing of note. It was it was a reach at almost forty one, and that's why it was. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's the outsider pick. And my outsider pick uh, was Norwich at home to Chelsea, and this game went back and forth. Uh, I don't know if you had score alerts on or watched the game. Yeah. They went 1 0, 1 each, 2 1, 2 each, and then Chelsea took the lead 3 2. Norwich are bad at the back. Very bad at the back. I'd be looking at them in future weeks just to see who they're playing. I know they've got West Ham this week. There's a clue in their starting 11. Grant Hanley. Grant Hanley. Hanley. Yeah. I just, I refuse. No team will stay up with Grant Hanley in their fucking defence. Mm. They just won't. He is he is absolutely horrible for for a Scotland fan to say he's not good enough to play for Scotland at centre half with all the problems. I would have Davy Weir out of retirement back in a Scotland <laughs> trip before I'd fucking Grant Hanley. He is horrible. He's but, just not a good defender. He's ter- He's he's not a good defender. He's not good with the ball at his feet and everything they seem to want to do is that. So while Timo Puke might be banging the goals in up front, I think more often than not, even if they score one or two goals, they're probably still going to concede more. I did watch the highlights, the, the Sky package, where it's like 30 minutes of the game. Mm. Free to flattered Norwich. Yes, Chelsea did. absolutely battered, battered them. them from start to finish. Uh, so, because when I seen free to, I thought maybe Chelsea had just scraped through it, but no, they absolutely 
pummeled them, which has been a lot So I know, this, I know this isn't the pick section, but maybe have a wee look at West Ham and see if you can get them at evens or better this weekend. Or both teams to score in that game. Both teams Sebastian to score Haller looks a, has been, a he, lock. He looks... I watched a really interesting video about Sebastian, Sebastian Haller. It's just a West Ham signing, wasn't he? Yeah, I know him because he's in, I drafted him in he's our fantasy team. football league. <laughs> I've, yes. given up, I've given up now already and we're week three. Um, it's a long season. It is a long season, but when you get beat by the average in week one... <laughs> Doesn't doesn't add up. Do you know that that's in the five team league? That's not the trample bet league. The, 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 one of the head to heads because there's an odd number of players is just the average score across the game weeks. All right, okay. The average has won every single time it's played someone. Really? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't look after that. Yeah. I feel much so, better. So now. you're not the only person Here to get beat go. by the average. You're gonna have to pump John Fleck out of the team though. Um, yes. Gordo, your picks. Right, okay, yeah. So, I mean, I think probably start with the treble and then we'll go around with the charity. Um, treble, very annoyed at losing this this week. I had some really, really good picks in there. Probably the best of them was Rio Ave. 5 1 at home at evens. Yeah, that, that was, that's the one I've been telling everyone about. Is we, we call this your treble, but if we're giving you even money and somebody wins 5 to 1, you don't get him on about Sean Blade drawn now. No. no. <laughs> Sean Blade Blay drawn. Because 0 0 is, is tight. Yeah. Really tight. Could have gone yeah. either way. Lost, 5 1 is a doing. Lost this on one goal. Again. Yeah, it's, again. It's, it's three, three out of three weeks has yeah. been losing it, on, losing it on a goal in either one or two games. But you've got, you've got to be happy you're making good picks every week. Yeah. So, you I know, mean, that, that one goal will turn into a few wins very soon. Oh, definitely. What but I would sh- maybe do with your picks is I would call it one. As well of the treble. Well, what as go, I said, go if you don't want it back all three. Here's the one that I fancy. really like. Well, as I said, what I do for Saturday three pm kickoffs, just personally not podcast related, is I do a Trixie. Yeah. So that's three teams, all three possible doubles, and the treble. Yeah. So which means if you hit two out of three, provided they're all even money or more, you're in profit. Yeah. So perhaps yeah, yeah. if you'd been doing that, you'd be laughing. Oh no, so I'd far. be laughing. The, the most annoying part of the Rio Ave game um, f- as well would be that. It kicked off at half nine, and my other games kick off at seven. So the treble was done, right? And my phone's like, "It's like what the fuck?" All right, they're up five one. Great, that's, that's <laughs> smashing after Shumbly drew nil now. But still, you know, good picks in there. And then my charity, it was, I think it was me, like the charity down this week. Um, no, or, I did too. All right, okay, but Ingolstadt were a, a Ingolstadt were two each, but two each flattered them. They were actually down two one um, up until the last minute where they got they were up one nil, down two one, and then in the last minute conceded. Um, Scored a penalty, ninety plus four. So, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I've I've got three of the pre- the previous three. So, this one was a bit. I am hundred percent still on the charity pick. Four from four. Lauren Shanklin beat Dunfermline two 0 He's unbelievable. He's incredible. I don't know if you saw William Hill actually tweeted. There are three certainties in life. It was like death, taxes, and Lauren Shanklin to score. <laughs> so even like major bookmaker, UK bookmaker William Hill are in the Scottish Championship, aware that they're paying out lots of money. Every week, he did miss a penalty though when it was two 0 and I bet there was oh, so people he was up for another hat trick. Yeah, so I bet there was people that had stuck a fiver on him for a hat trick that were raging, yeah. even though even though Dundee United went on and, and won two 0 I think I said this during the week. At watch point, see if Stephen Naismith. I get annoyed me. See if Stephen Naismith is getting a Scotland call up yeah. after being injured for five months, and then coming back and be re injured again. Why? Why isn't someone like Lauren Shankland in the in the squad? I understand that he's consistently playing against poor opposition. Doesn't right? matter. So you're right. I agree. It doesn't matter. See if Dundee United were promoted last year and he was doing this in the Premier League and he played for us and we happen to be a Premier League team right now. He'd be he'd be in the Scotland squad. Yeah, no, that's 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 exactly what it'd be a case. He is a better striker than Eamon Brophy. 
Oh, definitely. Who got a call up from scoring eight goals the previous season? I quite like him, Brophy, but it doesn't add up to me. It's, yeah. He's a young lad. It will come. It will definitely come. Um, if he's he's obviously the main guy in town at Dundee United, I can see why he didn't go down south at this stage in his career because he can be the main guy at Dundee United that wins the league, and then that move will still be on probably with better options, better contract for him. Oh yeah, one hundred one hundred percent. I I think he'll end up at one of the bigger clubs in Scotland. To be honest, I think that'll be the next move. I wouldn't mm. let him go down south. If I, was I think they'll end up with the championship. If I was Rangers or Celtic, I wouldn't let him go down south. He'll be. You have to like play him though. Like Rangers and Celtic have ruined good prospects. I think before. He, I think he'll hit more than twenty-five goals this season. Oh, he's on seven already, and, and we're three games in. And Dundee United will get promotion, which will then I think highlight what he's doing. Yeah, and get him a move. I just. Rangers, yeah, Rangers and Celtic need to be looking inward now because they want their value, and. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't see it. So for me, I was just really annoyed as a Scotland fan that Naismith got called up off the back of not playing at all. Like, he's, nah, it really annoys me. So, <laughs> uh, tell. My, my charity, I'm just trying to deflect from my charity. Uh, my charity was Real Madrid to win and over 3.5 goals to be scored in the game. Wrong on both counts. It was 1-1, it was terrible. Mm. They did have like, what, something like 29 shots on goal. It's a lot to score one goal from. Yeah, it's a poor return rate. It's the, there's a myth in football that Karim Benzema is a good striker he's never hit 30 goals for Real Madrid in a season Bale Ronaldo have yeah like those are your wide players yep and he's been there consistently and never banged a, a, a good season not once he's just been there that's why he doesn't get called up to the France squad France would rather have a striker that doesn't score goals ahead of him in their squad Olivier Giroud he doesn't score goals they would yeah, rather but have he does him. a job though they would rather have him in the squad than Karim Benzema. He certainly ups the handsomeness level of every, any that, squad. That's, that's also true. But yeah, so I'm solely laying the blame to Karim Benzema for that. Fine. I've got another overs coming up later on, so I'm really hoping there's goals flying in. <laughs> they were going to be my banker, but I'll yeah. explain later on. But one from uh, one from three of the charity this week is probably our poorest week so far. On on the charity treble anyway, but um, some really good picks overall. So yeah, I, I highly green when we get results up, and it looked up, it looked more green than red this week. That's which, good, which was a relief. Yeah, <laughs> and my mini free kit was gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish players abroad, or we can call it getting Ziggy with it. Getting Ziggy, because he's now... He's played again. He's played he has, again. very successfully, may I ask. Yeah, let's just start there then. So, we are recording this on Wednesday night instead of Wednesday morning. The quarterfinals of the Australian League Cup have already happened. Sorry, the last... This is the annoying part. If you look in flash score, it says 1-8. Yeah, which is it. Yeah. Which, yeah, so I got confused. Going, that was 16. So, this is to get into the quarterfinals. They drew two each away to Brisbane Roar who were one of the poorer teams last season, and it went to penalties, and they won in penalties. I've never seen the penalties because that's where the highlights cut off. Ziggy Gordon, the goal has went round him. Yeah. What a stupid time to cut the highlights off. I, well, I don't know. I don't know. It might have been the feed of the game that I was watching the highlights from. All right, okay. I mean, I don't know why. It's like, because surely the penalties are the most important part of that yeah. game. So the highlights up until the end of the game are on the Twitter page. But yeah, so they're through. So penalty... To get Central Coast 1 0 up. The guy's been sent off. It's like in the box, but he's made no attempt to win the ball. He's pulled the guy back, which is David, David Louise esque. Yeah, 
Aye, aye, you yeah. know, you're going, yeah, the, it's only meant to be yellow, it's only meant to not be double jeopardy mm-hmm. if you've made an attempt for the ball. Yeah. Aye, if it's cynical as hell. Pulling somebody yeah. back, yeah. Uh, nice equaliser, that actually went round Ziggy Gordon, so he got upset at that. But the guy's turned three midfielders inside the box when nobody need him, so he's had to come out and press them. And uh, they cracked the bar at 1-1, went 2-1 up with a tap-in, gave away a silly penalty right before the end. 2-2, went extra time, went penalties. They're through. They're in the quarterfinals against a second division team called Hume City. And there's another all second division tie. So you've got to fancy them to beat Hume City. I would just just love the idea of Central Coast being the worst team in that league last year. And just and winning the League Cup. Winning a League Cup with him arriving within like three months. And you'd credit it basically 100% down to Solely to Ziggy Gordon. Yeah, no, nobody else matters. Liam Henderson made his Serie A debut in a 1-1 Seen draw. Yeah. Verona won, Bologna won. Got a yellow card, couldn't find the booking. Um, the left back for Bologna, uh, for Verona is terrible. It's a ball over the top into the box from about halfway inside their own half and he's lost complete fight of the ball and when he turns around, their right winger's already in front of him and he essentially just runs straight into him without seeing him <laughs> and brings him down for a penalty. They scored the penalty but the equaliser, I couldn't find the guy's name who scored it but it was like a, see Barisic's goal for yes. Rangers? Mm-hmm. Carbon copy of that free kick left really? foot in the top corner absolutely beautiful 1-1 one, one. they got just the 10 men so see the second half there was just any clip that I was to find Liam Henderson in he was just chasing <laughs> a ball to get back into shape because they were just sitting with a 4 and a 3 just sitting in front of them yeah, just uh, in front them of the defence yeah they were doing nothing from there on in Charlie Gilmore Telstar have become this amazing team they don't concede goals since he's went there they beat, they beat Excelsior 3-0 at home First goal, nice left foot from the striker. Keeper made a good save at 1-1, but the guys just scored to equalise. But Charlie Gilmore wasn't really involved in any of the goals except the third one, where he's like really hassling. They're attacking midwell. Mm-hmm. And the number eight, you know, I said four and eight are like doublers of each <laughs> other. I can't tell who's who unless I can see a number. Nick the ball, ball of the top, sub scores to make it 3-0. They're now fourth in that league and they've not lost a goal yet. Nice. I'm quite like, so I think Dutch football's too easy for Charlie Gilmore. Aye. Yeah, it's too flat. It needs needs more of a challenge. Yeah, Tony Tony Watt, right? So CSK Sofia drew one each away to Dunav Rosé. They're now fifth. He played eighty three minutes. The striker Ali So, this Dunav Rosé are in the bottom three. Mm-hmm. Ali So, who plays up front with Tony Watt, had nine shots in goal and never scored. <sighs> and it, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like a really shit Adriano. Where no matter what he was, probably Jay Boffroyd actually, no matter what he did, he tried to pin the defender, get on his left foot and shoot. Mm-hmm. And it was either straight at the keeper or wildly over the bar. It's also slightly predictable. Yeah. Um, yeah after that, once. You know, <laughs> do fill me once, shame on me, fill me nine times. <laughs> um, the, the goal for Dunav Rose was a defensive error. There was two defenders, two centre halves, went for the same ball, missed it. Striker ran through and scored. It was their only chance of the game. Um, Evandro equalised. Tony Watt should probably have scored from a free kick. There's a ball came in, he's six yards out, but it just, do you know how you just get your body all wrong? He tries to head it and he misses the whole thing completely. Yeah. It just goes past the far post, which is really annoying because we're only really watching it for him. Yeah. It's my only, it's my only focus is Tony Watt in this the game. lights, that's all we need. <laughs> Johnny Russell, lovely through ball for the winner for Kansas City. They're now up to ninth. They needed to win that game. So it was a through ball, yep. the, through ball in the 89th minute. So if you watch the, you can see the highlights on the Trample Bet page. But if you watched the Aston Villa Everton game on Friday night, it was almost a carbon copy of Jota's ball through to Wesley. Mm-hmm. So just coming in off the left, 
and behind the defence guy because on rounds keep on scores. Yeah, beautiful. But they needed to score, so they've still got a half chance of playoffs. Well, that's good. But he get cat. Is he in the Scotland squad for this next one? Johnny one? Russell. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's good. Been that's, I mean, he seems to be playing really well. He's younger than I thought. See, because it's just because he seems to have been around for ages. And also because he's in America. Yep. You go. People Aye. go to America when they're thirty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. Not him. <laughs> what age is he? We know. 28? Yeah. 28. Really? He's, oh, he's, he's under 30. Because that's what I didn't want him in this section because I was like, no, I want people that are going to be in the Scotland squad. And I was <laughs> like, wait, he's going to be in the Scotland squad yeah. all the time. Brilliant. Rachel Corsey, so Washington drew 0 0 away. Uh, Washington drew 0 0 with Utah, who's Rachel Corsey's team. They're now fourth, so they're sitting in the playoffs just now. Rachel Corsey was excellent every time after the second minute. <laughs> they started with centre. Ball got played back to her. She went to play out to the right back and passed it straight to their left winger, who just ran and hit a shot and the keeper saved it. But after that, it was just it was goalies. There should have been so many goals though. Like, is it one of those nil nils that if you'd back both teams to score, you'd be fuming? Yes, there was a lot of like uh, crosses into the middle of the box where people were heading it straight at the keeper, striking it straight at the keeper. But the keepers were getting praised and. There was nothing special about anything. Was it the kind of thing that a cardboard keeper could have dealt with? Yes, yes. If you had a a fucking mannequin in the middle of the goal, (laughs) you're sorted. Uh, Claire Elmsley's team are still bottom of the league. Washington, so Washington have played both of them in the last four days. Washington beat Orlando 2-1, so that's Orlando bottom. She only played the last 30 minutes. She got a yellow card, couldn't see what it was for. The the first goal was a complete fuck-up. The Orlando keepers tried to take it on to the left foot and the strikers just came around the other side of her and just slide-tackled and got it in the goal. She did redeem herself by making some quality saves. Good. Uh, Marta, who is the like the legend that's played at like most World Cups now, has played the yeah. seven World Cups for Brazil. Scored a tap in to make it one each. <coughs> and then they should have scored a couple of goals. Uh, Hatched have scored her header, but no, it was a nice goal to make it 2-1. Uh, Orlando are fucked. So, and Claire Ramsey didn't start, which really annoyed me, because she should have got an assist. It was her cross right at the end to make it two each. All right, okay. It was very familiar theme of headers just going straight at the goal. The phantom assist. Yeah. Credit her with that assist anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, this is right. Tell See me. if you give somebody on a plate. Yeah, it's their error. Mark them as an error. E9. Do you mind Mesut, Mesut Ozil got to like 13 assists for Arsenal like in the first half of the season? Yeah. One year. And he only needed three to beat the record which was set by Henri. And Fabregas I think equaled it as well with Chelsea. And... There was a game against Stoke where Giroud missed about seven glorious chances that were all set up by Ozil. <laughs> and that was like December. So yeah. we're still like in the other half. And he never got on another. Matt, think of that. 13 assists in the first 18 games of the season and you never got another assist. Incredible. The rest Incredible of variance. That's awful. Um, our sponsor and our player is Michael Hewitt who got sent off two weeks ago. He did. O- only missed one game. Good. He came back off the bench in a 1-1 draw with Holford. But yeah, we've asked Ben Grant if he's listening, to give us all the detail. Everything. I mean, at least they told us he came on. He tagged us when he came on and he sent me a picture of the programme with a minute with sponsored by Trample Bet. Nice. So we own him now. Essentially. <laughs> we, we need him well, back. We at least own his shirts. We need him back in. We need him back in the team. You want to go first, Andy? Yeah, let's... You, you your banker first. Let's try and get the... Let's t- see it, See if all my picks are shit again because of this. This is actually something that's having an effect on me mentally. First, first <laughs> and second, I'm going first. We're in the German third league, uh, the Dritte Liga. Monday at 6pm. It's Magdeburg away at Carl Zeiss. Jena, Jena have been 
dreadful. Awful. Um, so the third division of Germany, six games in. Now, Magdeburg started reasonably well, nine points from six matches, 11 goals scored, seven conceded, but Jena horrendous. Uh, their bottom, zero points. Obviously, they've lost all six of their opening games. They've only scored two goals, but conceded a massive 13 goals. So this is a bet against Jena. Really, I would take anyone else in the division against them. You're getting Magdeburg at 4-7. to seven. Um, The fact they're away from home, it doesn't really bother me. In fact, it's probably a good thing because their away performances are solid, better than their home ones. They've won once, draw twice on the road, so no away losses. And playing against a team that are... They're garbage. Dreadful. Yeah. 4-7. to seven. For a Magdeburg banker win. Magdeburg did win 5-1 in the last outing against 18-60. And in previous meetings with this team, they have beat them at Jena 5-1, 4-0-4-1. They should win this quite Just if anyone wants to like look at an overs over 1.5 bet, it's probably not you're probably going to get one to five for that. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that as the all oh right, just a just a pure overs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for for the banker it's just a straight up win for Magdeburg. Well, because what what is the 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 four four get four competitive games this season have all had over one point five goals. Magdeburg half of the few now now draws away from home. That's my only Yeah, but they've not they've not they've not lost. They're not gonna I've got solid faith. They're they're playing a team that are so bad. Yeah, oh. their the results three now, two one, two now, two now, two now, two one. All losses. Well, that's as we as we talked about. We all send each other our picks before this. Jaina last week, I was betting against Jaina last week, but scored out and replaced it with someone else. Um, but yeah, they're they're so bad. They might be this year's Ingolstadt for me. You know, when you just find a team that lose every week and just back against them until it stops happening. I thought you went and watched them. I've, I've seen Carl's Ice Jaina. Yeah, that's so it, you. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. keep the faith. Um, I've gone to Croatia, so Rijeka at home to Zapresic. They're one to three to win. They've won eight out of the last times they've met this team. Two draws being the alternative. Zapresic's are bottom. Um, last season is a full scale. Rijeka were the second best team at home. Zapresic were the second worst away from home. So I think it's pretty cut and dry. This will be a, a good win. But I'll take anyone at one to three. Yeah. So I wouldn't add on anything of over 2.5 goals. Just go Rijeka to win. Zapresic are a team to watch as to how bad they are. Because I picked up two points. But it's been against the teams that were in the bottom four. Okay, last so so their schedule's not been particularly yeah, hard because we're so early in the season. I'm now trying to look at who's played who. Oh, absolutely, that's that's going, massively important. Uh, they lost to them quite convincingly. Now they're playing them at home, so I'm going to take them. Yeah, and yeah, I just the only thing is Rijeka have a European tie before them. So Rijeka for Scottish listeners beat Aberdeen six 0 over two legs, four 0 sorry over two legs. So they're a decent side. My value bet is in the Scottish Championship Friday at quarter to eight. Um, you shouldn't normally back your own team, but You've Dundee done this a United few times now, though. Yeah. in the charity and bet it's mainly good. in the charity bet. So I'm putting them into the. They've been promoted into the big slot of the value bet. Um, they've started the season really well. Three wins out of three, set top of the league, nine points. Um, Two 0 went away from home at Dunfermline last week, and I was in the crowd there. It should have been more. Uh, we missed a penalty when we were 2-0 up and Peter Pollock missed from about a yard out and an open goal. We were also 2-0 up. We need to find that. We'll retweet that and find that because yeah, I, I need to see it. It's worse than Chris Willemo. It's worse than Peter Van Vossen. Um, although a friend of mine that was that was watching the game because he, he lives in Copenhagen um, and he can stream the games uh, said that the keeper may have got a touch before it got to him to you know, put him off his strike slightly. Which I think is being generous. But anyway, the, <laughs> the point is, it easily could have been 4 5 nothing this game. And Dunfermline aren't a bad team. Um, so that's Shanklin now with seven goals for three games in this campaign. He's lighting up the league. 
Um, we sit on nine points, eight goals scored, seven of them from him, only two conceded. Dundee have five points, so that's one win and two draws. You'd expect them to be reasonably decent because they are the team that got relegated out of the SPFL last year. Um, but they're struggling to score. They've only scored three goals this season and conceded two for a goal difference of plus one compared to Dundee United's you know, eight goals scored. It's a home game for Dundee United at Tannadice and Gordon's laughing at me and I don't know why. No, I was laughing. It's like, hey, yeah, they've got a goal difference of negative one and you've got a goal difference of plus Lauren Shankland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah, it is. We've got a goal difference of plus Lauren Shankland. Yes, he's so good. And if he plays, I, I see us winning this pretty comfortably actually. Do you know any idea what the odds on him are just to score? They weren't, they weren't up yet because it's the Scottish Championship and they would, haven't got them up yet. I would also say if you can get Lauren Shankland anytime, anywhere near even money, take it. that's amazing value as well. Yeah, and, and, and I think if we do get a penalty, even it, though he missed one, he will still be the guy to take yeah. it again because he'll be trying to break records this year Yeah, in terms of most goals scored in a single season. So I, I would I would have a wee look for that. So that's I fancy Dundee United, but it's a, a hate. Derby. It's five. It's five to four for a Dundee United win. Right. Okay. Which is, so it's better than even money at home. Um. I just I like the bet a lot. Yeah. This will show. This will show if bookies are not like this. Just stats because if Lawrence Shankland scored seven and three, and he's anywhere near evens just to score any time, that's wrong. So William Hill, because statistically, official William Hill tweet to score. this week said three certainties in life: death taxes, Lawrence Shankland to score at the yeah. weekend. So they are picking up that people are winning money on backing Lauren Shanklin to score. Um, so that's that's possibly one to look at as well if you fancy spicing the game up because it is live on television Friday evening, quarter to eight. Do you think you'll get so good that they'll have like start putting bets and it's like to score without Shanklin? Without Shanklin. <laughs> yeah. Score without yeah. Shanklin. That'd be interesting. What's the score without Shank- Lauren Shanklin? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my value is... In Austria, Salzburg away to it's Tyrol, but if you're looking on Skybet or betting companies, it's WSV Swarovski Vattens. I'm going Salzburg to win away from home, but over 3.5 goals in the game, similar to the Real Madrid scenario here. Salzburg four competitive games into the season: five nil, seven one, six nil, five two wins. This team are having to play away from home. I can't find out why, but that'll explain why the home record's been three defeats in the competitive games they've played. Could be stadium works, could be a ban, I'm not sure. But when I checked on Monday, Salzburg were one to six just to win this game. They're now a hundred to one on. Wolf. So something's happened. So I don't know if this game's just been moved away from their ground because of something. I can't find anything on their Twitter. T like the skiing area in Austria. <laughs> it's like so I can't imagine like oh they've got big fucking problems with the casuals in this in the summer <laughs> coming out of the hills. But yeah, it, so it's a game. It's a game to watch, and they've they previously won six 0 there as well, at their actual home stadium, not the wherever they'll play the temporary fixture. But yeah, if, if Salzburg. Wait, wait, where are they playing these temporary temporary fixtures to get that many goals? It just says what like goals five aside or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Salzburg are playing the normal games at normal stadiums <laughs> and they're banging in goals. So yeah, I think there must be something. Salzburg just must be on fire just now because. How many teams have started the season five, seven, six, and five? Not many. In I, I would say ah, probably say none. None. <laughs> well, one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really good value, but just monitor it because those odds might change. If it's went from one to six for them to win to hundred to one on in two days, I don't really know what's happening. But check it. 
For the outsiders this week, my outsider doesn't currently have any odds. So this is almost like a bet on the fact that you will get good odds on this. Yeah, that's and it is, is this now is, a this good is bet. really annoying because we're a Wednesday night now. That, yeah, I know. This game's at the weekend. It's Saturday at 1.30pm. It's in the Dutch Tweede Divisie. Um, and it's podcast favourites, Isolmere Vocals, away at Excelsior Maslis. So the reason I think you'll get good odds on Isolmere Vocals is these are the two teams that were right up the top of the table last season. They finished second and third, respectively, tied on the same number of points. Right. And Isolmere Vocals are now the away side. So I reckon you'll probably get sort of five to two on them. And if you do, I think it's a solid bet. So this season's just started in the Tudor Divisa. Um, and as I say, Isomere Vocals were second last season. They won their opening fixture 4-2 at home to Young Sparta Rotterdam last week. They were 12th last season. And Excelsior lost their opening fixture 4-1. And that was to recently relegated Young Volendam. So they scored with the first half penalty and then chucked away a one-goal lead and then managed to lose 4-1. Um, it's early days in the season, so as I say, I think this match will be reasonably tight and I think Isomere Vocals being the away team, you will get a decent price on them. And Excelsior lost 3-0 to Charlie Gilmore's Telstar yes. last weekend. So they are obviously shipping goals and I've now watched the highlights and their defence is fucking terrible. Yeah. So, it, like, I mean, absolutely terrible. If you, get, if you can get 2-1 to one or better on Isomere Vocals when the odds come out, I think that's a really good pick. Happy with that, yeah. I mean, it, if you if you watch the highlights as well, and you can see that their defence is mince, then that helps. So I'm in from my outsider. I'm in the Czech Republic. I've got Prebram versus Victoria Poulsen. So Prebram to win at home are fifteen to four. They've won the last three games in the league at home. Poulsen have taken a few beatings recently, and they knocked out the Champions League quite convincingly, and they've since been knocked out the Europa League as well. So they went out to Olympiakos six 0 in aggregate, and then they went out to Royal Antwerp and away goals. They're on free fall. But it was looking at the Jablonlik score. Jablonlik are above Pilsen in the league by five points. They're second in the league. And Prebram beat them 4-0 at home last weekend. Wow. So they've beat team that are above Pilsen at home. So 15-4. Pilsen have an amazing head-to-head record against them, though. Okay. They've not been beaten. You love their... the head-to-head yeah. record, though. So you're going against it's yourself. Not on logic. Because we're Ellen, I just think like that, that pumping they gave Jablonlik... There was no red cards. The stats were pretty even. Just good goal scoring fun. And Pilsen just don't know what they've started yet. They've lost a lot of away games. Good, clean, wholesome yeah. goal, goal scoring, scoring family fun. fun. It's Lauren Shankland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for a 15-4, I'm trying to get like really big odds on a couple of these outsiders to hit them. Yeah, that's the whole point of the outsider bit. It's something like, don't be putting them on your coupon. Yeah. Like, don't be putting them in multis. Yeah, because people are like sixth in the league. Sixth versus third. It's not... They're not bottom in the league. They don't yeah. deserve. It's not the like Ross County Hearts. They don't deserve really low odds. Yeah. So I'm I'm well on. I'm actually really really happy. I think this is a a good shout. Nice. It seems like a really good one. So, Dodo, your charity treble. Uh, do I, well, yeah. Just your treble. I'll do my treble first. So, um, yeah, it was some interesting games, and I can't get odds in the first two of them as well. Even after <laughs> signing up for a French bookie account this afternoon. So, which was the French bookie? A B twin. Um, oh, right, okay. So try to. I don't. I genuinely don't know why we do this on a Tuesday morning. Uh, we do this on a Wednesday morning, June re- reasonably, and now we've left it another twelve hours, and I still can't get them. Yeah, that's annoying. It's more. It's it, one of the games kicks off at five o'clock on Friday. That's terrible. That's forty hours. What are the, what are the book is even doing? I don't. I, I, I don't know. Clearly, <laughs> fucking talking about Lauren Shanklin on Twitter. Um, yeah. So it was. It was William Hill used to give me the odds on this, right? So Laval at home. 
to Quivelli Rouen. Um, Laval are a force to be reckoned with at home. They've won 14, drawn 4, lost 2 in their last 19 games. Uh, Quivelli Rouen have lost have a, have a, from one point from the last five games and they're bottom in the league. They haven't won in 13 games. They do draw a lot, but I fancy Laval to give them a doing here. Um, so just Laval straight up. I don't know what the odds are. I'm assuming you're probably going to get something like 8 to 11 on it. Yeah. Maybe less. Um, so that's the first of the treble. The second are Dunkirk at home to Toulon. So Dunkirk are now five games in, 15 points. Or th- sorry, four games in, 12 points. Um, they are undefeated. They've won their last five because they won in the cup as well. Toulon were recently promoted, but they've drawn their last five games. <laughs> like they have five draws in a row. So it's a rock and a shite place. So, um, yeah, so I fancy Dunkirk to win at home. Dunkirk seems to score incredibly late in all their wins. So I wouldn't be worried if they're 89 minutes and they're one each because they'll bang one in the 91st. Uh, and then uh, on Saturday, so um, the game that I, uh, I want for this one is the one I can actually get odds on, which is uh, Lorient at home to Green Gamp. So Lorient are top and they've got 15 from 15. Um, they're playing against Green Gamp. Green Gamp were relegated last season. From so, League One. From League, League One. One. League One. League One. And uh, yeah, they're on five points currently. Lorient are top. Um, they're cruising. And you're going to get 11 to 10 on them. Oof. So uh, I, I really like that pick. And as part of the treble, I think that that's a, a really good thing. And as as you said, if I was picking one of these to go on, it'd be at Stade Laval. Right, they, okay. they are... I don't know what you... See, the thing is, I don't know what odds you're going to get on it. But I expect them to win. And I expect them to win 2-0. And your charity pick? So my charity pick for this week is Sochaux away at Le Mans. So Le Mans are winning in the cup but losing in the league. Hmm. It's an interesting thing for them. Sochaux away are 2-1. to one. Five games and eight. Um, five games. They've got eight points. Le Mans have played five games and got zero points. Oh, right, or like okay. a solid zero points. Yeah, like a nil point. Yeah. Like a, oh, an actual nil point. A nil point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so 2-1 t- to one away from home on Sochaux. I fancy them to do this... I, I mean, I think that's really good value for a team that haven't got a point yet. Obviously, they're still gunning to get a point, but they're doing well in the cup. They played midweek. I think Sashore are going to win this. 2-1. to one. Your charity, Andy? So the second leg of the charity bet will be on Friday at 7.30pm in the Bundesliga in Germany. I'm taking Red Bull Leipzig away at Borussia Mönchengladbach. We're only two games into the Bundesliga, but Leipzig already have a maximum six points, six goals scored and only one conceded. Uh, Head-to-head, Mönchengladbach are winless against Leipzig across all venues last six games, drawn twice, lost four. Leipzig are just stronger. um, And while Mönchengladbach, I don't think, will struggle particularly this season, I think they'll just be sort of mid to lower, like third quartile at the end of it. Leipzig will be right up the top. Um, so away from home, you're getting them at six to five. I watched their game on Sunday. They won two one Leipzig. They were fucking amazing. Yeah, they're good. They're really good to watch. They're really good to watch. So six to five for them, better than even money. Yeah, nice. My charity pick is the Arsenal Spurs game, and I'm going to go with something I mentioned last week that didn't happen, but I'm going to stick with it. Arsenal eight 0 win. No, not quite. I told, <laughs> told you the Arsenal were going to win. I was right on that. Uh, Granite Shaka to get booked against Spurs. He's been booked in four of the last five games against Spurs. But to mention that, he also had been booked in all trips to Anfield previously. But from watching the Arsenal game back, to be able to get a booking, you have to get close enough to an opponent. Yeah, you have to be involved in the match. Right? Yeah, yeah you have to at least fucking bother. Like, it's almost like, remember like when your captain was meant to represent something? And it's not just who's been there longest? Yeah. And that's what this absolute fucking imposter 
has done at Arsenal. This guy is he's the he's becoming the most volatile character amongst Arsenal fans when you go to games. Maybe he's maybe he's great in the dressing room. Because like half the people love him and another half nobody's like, ah he's alright. It's like no, he he came here when we were a Champions League team and since he's been here we've dropped to a Europa League team consistently. Oh yeah. And he is the main cause him and Mustafi were the main causes of this. We've got rid of, we're getting rid of one of them. There's a fucking another one that needs to go. Did you see the uh, tweet from, sorry, interject there, from Zenit St. Petersburg about opening their DMs? So Zenit St. Petersburg were like, right, transfers. Uh, they said their English account was like, we're going to open our direct messages. You can send us whoever you want to get transferred. It was a deluge of Arsenal and Man United fans trying to get fucking Xhaka and Phil Jones sold <laughs> away. <laughs> and he was like, we've now closed our DMs. Please stop messaging us about Xhaka. Someday... There's somebody I follow on Twitter. I just follow loads of Arsenal fans because I just like to see the difference of thought sometimes before I fucking send myself to one of these games because <laughs> Arsenal fan TV is actually a fair representation of Arsenal fans when you go to games. Mm. Like, it's worrying. These are people who are not mentally able to beat games. <laughs> like, did you see somebody where they can do the Louise shot? Yeah, yes. Force the Air Force One. Air Force One. See, see if they have children. They should be taken off them immediately. <laughs> Uh, I got. Do you know what is interesting? I got a tweet removed and I got a block for a day off Twitter. I wasn't able to be on Twitter after. Did you see my tweet about the guy that was hassling Aubameyang before the game? No. So there was a kid dressed as Spider Man, right, in the stadium, which is fine. Thirteen-year-old kid, Spider Man mask, yeah. with his dad. Arsenal come out to warm up before a Liverpool game, very big game, and the guy's shouting at Aubameyang because he wants Aubameyang to come over during his warm up before the Liverpool game. And take a picture with his son in the middle of his warm up. He's working. And he's screaming. Screaming. So people then started going to the guy, mate, fucking leave it. Still screaming on him. And Abamian's waved twice, like to be like, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you, but I'm at work now. Yeah. And this is a big part of us getting ready for a game, is me warming up. So I put on Twitter saying that there was some deluded cunt pestering Aubameyang whilst he's trying to warm up and I got an instant because of, of the word yeah. the C word no what's happened is and it was Conroy that raised this to me I reckon I've tagged a black footballer and there's been abuse picked up in the characters and they've went fucking remove this immediately just off the back of what happened last week with uh, Pogba. Oh, just right. in case you're giving because, the footballer... Right. Because someone commented on it like right away and they messaged me to say, did you just report me? A guy called Ali who listened to the podcast. He goes, did you just report me? And I was like, because you can still... The only restriction they still give you is you can send DMs to people who follow you. Right, okay. So I was like, no, mate, how? And he goes, I've just been banned for Twitter and the last thing I did was comment. I was like, mate, I've just, I've just signed in and been told I can only send DMs. Wow. So it was twenty four hours. So I so I'm now just I'm just this raging at this guy because I couldn't even show it because I had to remove the tweet. But yeah, anyway, back to Shaka. <laughs> back to Shaka will get booked in this game. So that's the charity pick then. Yeah, seventy seventy five years to get a yellow card. So the charity pick in full is Red Bull Leipzig away at Munchen Gladbach on Friday at half past seven. Yep. So show away at Le Mans at 7 o'clock on Friday. And Grana Xhaka to get booked against Tottenham. The other thing I was going to say was, Sunday, so you've got your derby on Friday night? Friday evening. So this is a weekend of derbies. Yes. Apart from Edinburgh. Usually they 
in Scotland at least they, they do everything at, at, at once but Hearts and Hibs are playing like Hamilton so yeah. on Sunday at half 12 you have the Old Firm at 4 o'clock you have Arsenal Spurs and at 9 o'clock you have River Plate Boca Juniors brilliant River Plate Boca Juniors on average has at least 1.2 red cards a game in the last 10 visits a lot of them have three red cards I do. I honestly suspect that Sky Sport, Skybet, and other betting companies won't actually have a red card market for it. But if you see it and you're getting anywhere near thirty-one, all over it. Yeah, I would. I would try and find a few bets in a couple of those games, just because the type of games they are. The Riff, the Riff I played Boca Juniors game has an average of it's like I think it's at least six people carded a game. What? So that's how it's not a lot of straight reds. It's accumulation of just fucking battering. Yeah. People. That that's the game that had to be moved to another country another last country year because they couldn't play it at home. Because the the fan trouble before yeah. the game, one of the team buses got attacked. So they oh, went yeah. right rather rather than reschedule it, we'll just we'll play it in Spain. Do you know how far away that is? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I tried to get tickets for it. I was going to go, but it was the same. Okay, it was it was the same night. Maybe a Champions League final. No, it couldn't, couldn't have been because that was in Madrid. Can you imagine that happened here? Like, Rangers versus Celtic. Okay, to avoid fan trouble, we're going to play this in Japan. It's, like, it's similar to doing that. Yeah. Mental. <laughs> so I would look at those for card markets, red cards especially. All, all three matches? All three matches, because I think, I think, that for the first time in a long time, I think Rangers and Celtic are, are close to even. Close to. Celtic have still got time in the transfer market. I do think if Celtic go get Greg Taylor... Before the old firm, that makes a huge difference to their team. I think now, obviously, I'm not taking cognizance as much of the top league because my team's in the in the second tier of football. But I think in the long run, it might not be bad for Rangers if they don't win this game. I think if Rangers win this game, it might make Celtic do something. But they won't have time. The, the window will be closed by the time they lose this. No, I mean, I think he means do something like get their shit together. Get, get, get their shit together and get their manager sorted out. Yeah. Right. I, I, you know, because it's a huge game and if it goes wrong, whereas if, you know, Celtic get a result, it'll placate them and maybe it'll, maybe in the long run, I'm just hypothetically speaking here, yeah. it might not be the worst thing to happen for Rangers' title aspirations this year. So, and Arsenal Spurs, Arsenal need to put a marker down here because they were not good against Liverpool. It was like watching... I've never seen a team walk into a game with a white flag. Lots of teams are going to go to Anfield this year and lose. Yeah, but it was the... Fucking, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. It was the manner. It manor was like we'd done... It's also annoying because... See if you watch the highlights. Pepe had two amazing chances. He did in the first half. Yeah. Uh, before 40 minutes, Arsenal could easily have been 2-0 two, up. 2-0 up, yeah. yeah. But if you watch the game, it was just... Liverpool had the ball 30 yards for a goal the whole game. Yeah. It was like every time Trent Alexander or Andy Robertson got across, he just went, "Oh no!" They're gonna see that's that's the thing as well. That's the that's the problem that teams that face Liverpool are going to go against. Our defence at the moment is so fast. So Liverpool are away at Burnley this weekend. Yeah, and you'll get Liverpool at one to three. <laughs> right. Okay. Do you this think is, that's good? Uh, it's, well, not, it's not a bet I would place. It's, no, again, not a place a bet I would place. Uh, you fancy us more to beat Chelsea, Man United, yeah. Arsenal than that? Then like. The, the kind of teams that we really struggle against are the ones that set Burnley, up to stifle Leicester. you yeah. like so when we play against Leicester every time I'm just, it's, it's either it's 2-1 like and we'll scrape over the line I mean I, I think this year we've got we've got a, a, a good team and I think we'll, we'll go far but against Burnley that's you know they're going to sit deep they will not be there will be no one over the halfway line yeah 
Was there anything else you've seen for this week? Yeah, West Ham at home to Norwich, you'll get it around evens. I just like it, just because of how poor Norwich look at the West, back. West Ham love a, a win-draw-lose record, though, and they've won, draw, and lost. Generally, betting on West Ham isn't something <laughs> I would advise. Yeah, same. However, Haller up front, and at home, and, and just Norwich, I think, are going to ship goals this season. Yeah. I think even money for West Ham is actually a good pick. The, the only other thing I could mention um, is Rodi and Nancy are playing in... Uh, Nancy with the team that had been drawing all the time. Rory are pretty good away from home. They've struggled of recent, but they're 11-4. And I think that's probably quite a good price for them. Um, they're interesting because uh, we we talk a lot about... I talk a lot about Rory. I say we. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot, the, oh, do we? But, but, but Rory, have, like, they've been stinking recently. Over the last like five games away from home, they've lost three drawn to but I think they'll probably do something against Nancy because Nancy they, they, they ship goals at home they lost 3-0 um, so yeah that's the only other thing I mentioned I, I, I'll probably take it as a single I wouldn't include it in any of my treble or um, charity I would have a look at Cove Rangers as well they're 47 at home to Queen's Park right okay um, and Cove Rangers have started incredibly well. Cove, Cove Rangers are brilliant. They'll, so have Queen's Park though, to be fair. Yeah. That's why they're getting decent odds, but yeah. I think Cove Rangers are Class too, too good, man. I... Just a shout out to join the Facebook community that we've got on the go. Um, just search Trampled Bet Podcast on Facebook and join the group there. I think there's a couple of security questions that basically ask, do you listen to the podcast? What team do you support? Like, it's easy. Like, you don't need to study for this. So just join the group. Fill yeah. in the little form. Uh, get involved. Um, there was actually Christopher Sumner put in a brilliant tip oh, on Monday um, in a league that Slipping certainly... Yeah, uh, that, that I generally wasn't aware of. But uh, an away from home win at 72. And of course, they were, they were winning with nine minutes to go and then gave away a penalty and it ended one each. So it was really unlucky. But you would have got your money if you were paying attention to it. You, would have t- you wouldn't have. But no, I didn't. I, I was paying attention to it. I was watching the, the updates. You just refuse to take money when it's there. Not cashing out for 50 quid when I can return 90. Was that all you were getting offered? It was 58 or something, yeah. Ah, see, that's different. You're close there. You're over halfway there. I, well, I was over halfway, but I want the, I want the full thing. <laughs> all or nothing. Show me the money. I like my extremes. Um, but that was a great pick. So that's the sort of stuff that, that goes on in, in the Facebook group people finding things that other folk may not be aware of um, and good value in there Chris Kelly as well he did another he did Belter he did a, sc- a score double he had a yeah to score any time double but not not your Lauren Shanklins that are guys that are going to score this was like it was two boys at like 6-1 to one. yeah yeah so he's uh, great odds coming back on that well done Chris as well he um, he's had a couple of good weeks now so yeah the so, Facebook group has the Fantasy Football League, so just a little bit of an update from there. In the Trample Bet League, Ross Mevin still heads the way, 184 points. Neil Moore right behind him on 182, so well done, guys. But a huge week for um, listener Harrison Farr, uh, with Unreal Madrid is his team name. Nice, good he, he scored the most points this week out of everyone, and I know he lives out in Australia now. Um, so he, he used to live in Hull. So I wonder what Australian team he supports. Yeah, he's no excuse not to be following Ziggy Gordon. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I'll find I'll find out. I, I think he's in Melbourne. So I'll right. find out if he if he follows one of the one of the Australian teams. And in our draft league, there's now three teams on maximum points, three wins: Ben Conley, Jason Stott, and Edward Friel. But something's got to give this week um, because Edward plays Ben in a huge head-to-head matchup. Tough one, that you and me, Gordon, both sitting bottom of the league on zero points for three matches. That's why we do a football podcast. That's why we do a football podcast. (laughs) 
it's, it's fantasy baseball season. It's getting close to the it playoffs. Is. All our time is taken up on that. It but um, wait until September. Be writing about it. If you're a new listener, get in touch with us, whether it's via Facebook or Twitter. We don't mind. It's just good. We see the numbers going up, so we know we know there's people there. Yeah, um, come say hello. Yeah, pretty friendly. Let us know. And also, if you see tips, this isn't about us telling you what to bet on. We want to improve. Oh, and tag us on screenshots of wins. Yeah, like, even I, after the even yeah. after the fact, if you've had a great win, brag about it and tag us in. We want to see them because yeah. there's nothing better than seeing a good winning slip. Yeah, you know, just seeing bookies lose money. Great. I used to get jealous of people winning, but no, I realised that. No, they, I just love it. It's the enemy that I'm. I need to focus on the right enemy, and the enemy is the bookies. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you can get me at John Walker underscore nineteen eighty six. You can get me at ASV Sports, and you can get me at underscore Gordo Mick, and you can get us all at Trample Bet. Um, have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Podcast Network. Ready to revolutionize your customer experience? Then look no further than Nice, the global leader in Cloud CX software for self-service and agent-assisted customer interactions. Imagine achieving lightning-fast customer resolutions all thanks to the power of unlimited scalability and flexibility of one complete Cloud CX solution. With Nice's cutting-edge CX1 platform, you can join thousands of organizations around the globe who are already transforming customer experience in the cloud. Now that's a pretty good company, but Nice is more than just a robust cloud CX platform. Its dedication to continuous innovation ensures that you stay ahead of the competition. With Nice and CX1, it's never been easier to create exceptional customer experiences. Get started by visiting nice.com. Explore the world's most complete cloud native customer experience platform, CX1. Visit nice.com. Nice, cloud powered, CX at scale. Ready to revolutionize your customer experience? Then look no further than Nice, the global leader in Cloud CX software for self-service and agent-assisted customer interactions. Imagine achieving lightning-fast customer resolutions all thanks to the power of unlimited scalability and flexibility of one complete Cloud CX solution. With Nice's cutting-edge CX1 platform, you can join thousands of organizations around the globe who are already transforming customer experience in the cloud. Now that's a pretty good company, but Nice is more than just a robust cloud CX platform. Its dedication to continuous innovation ensures that you stay ahead of the competition. With Nice and CX1, it's never been easier to create exceptional customer experiences. Get started by visiting nice.com. Explore the world's most complete cloud native customer experience platform, CX1. Visit nice.com. Nice, cloud powered, CX at scale.